What's good, Denver? What's up, everybody? What's good, Denver? This is a weekly celebration of culture and discovery and fun stuff to do in Denver for kids, couples, singles, and old-timers. I'm Ryan Estes. Today, we're with Olivia. We all float on. Lorienti, let's go. Tom Donahue and Troy Higgins. I didn't have a sports analogy for you this week, Troy. That's okay. I'm wearing you're merely, my, my Raiders hoodie because they're on bye week, so I can't lose what... So. Is he got a double? Is it? Yeah. How did Troy get doubled up all of a sudden? I don't know. Troy Higgins really at this point is the Troy Higgins of podcasting. You know what I mean? I mean, that's what it is. I'll take that. <laughs> nice. There we go. He's good. Okay. Sweet. Cool. So, you know, before we get get, get in here, uh, Tom was telling me about TikTok because I got a TikTok account. I'm trying to figure out what to do with it. And really, because it's a fresh account, I want to make sure I program the algorithm properly. Mm. You know what I mean? So... I, I was looking up like modal jazz and there were some good recommendations in there. But then I was like, you know what? I wonder what people are saying about Denver. So I, I punched it in there and it was really cool. There's some really cool tours. And there, there's a saying that like travel is best when you're young or when you're old, mm. you know, because in the middle you got stuff to do. What are you mm. going to do? Like the travel I'm doing now, I'm a middle-aged guy. The, the travel I do now is just to like be horizontal and that's it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not trying to see the sights. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my parents are early 60s right now, yeah. and um, they're doing a lot of traveling. Yeah, because like the stuff that they're doing, it's like a lot of walking and a lot of like climbing. They went to the pyramids, and like to get into like the friggin' sarcophagus room, like you need to do a lot of climbing and stuff. They're like, we're doing all this stuff now because in 10 years we definitely could not have done that. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's it. Once you're retired, but you can still move. Yeah. Then it's time to go. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, this is interesting. And the same thing is true with kids. So the recommendation I was going to make is for older folks that are coming to Denver, that are looking for like fun stuff in Denver. This podcast is kind of deep cuts. This is deep cut Denver stuff. But on TikTok, you got all these young people that are doing just like the, the hits, like five fun things to do in Denver. And they're doing like the Georgetown train and then they're going to Meow Wolf. And then they're they're doing all like kind of the touristy stuff that I, I never do because, you know, I'm from here. But for older folks, I'm telling you, TikTok is the way to go because you got all these kids that are showing you what to do. You know, true. It's amazing. So anyway, shout out to TikTok. Now, I'm trying to get my feed full of Denver stuff and yet still thirst traps. Or finding its way into the for you. That's thirty percent of TikTok. You won't escape. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm not stress. looking at it. I'm not clicking at everything. I get that out, you know, because otherwise you just get sucked in, and that becomes the whole thing. I've heard. Um. Anyway, I uh, hope you guys are all doing fantastic. Today's feature is comfort food, in particular Denver comfort food. Um. We'll get into that. To follow the show, go to kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Please subscribe on YouTube. We stream on Tuesdays at about I would say ten seventeen every morning. Um. And we're also on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Today's sponsor is Samana Float Center. Uh, SamanaFloat.com. We appreciate them sponsoring the show. If you're unfamiliar with Samana, maybe we have a firsthand take. We do. I went and had my first float experience at Samana this weekend. And I have to say, I had a lot of trepidation. I had fear about it being like a pod, which 
You yeah. get your whole own cabin with your own shower, and then it then has a float cabin inside of your, like, cabana. So it's all, um, you know, really spacious and comfortable. And I my main shout-out to them is that it's just so detail-oriented. Like, I feel like it— it was a really novel experience, kind of a vulnerable experience, but they thought of all these cool details. Like um, you have a little bowl of goodies when you get in there, like a uh, little Vaseline to put on your cuts because you you find them. You, you were find not joking them. about that. <laughs> yeah. I had this cut of my thumb that I missed in the whole float. I was like, it's okay. Um, <laughs> Dang. But it, it was just so relaxing. And my favorite detail that was a surprise is the the wa- uh, music under the water. Do you listen to the music when you go? I usually turn it off, but it, but I have. It's pretty cool because it's not really like music, right? It's like mm-hmm. sounds almost. Yeah. It's just kind of like ambient, like almost tones. But the effect mm. of it under the water I found really relaxing. And I yeah, I left there feeling like a million bucks. My muscles were totally relaxed, like yeah. my joints, my brain. And they have a really cute tea room too. So like. If 90 minutes is a little bit too long for you, like I stepped out maybe 20 minutes early and I had brought my journal and had like a cup of tea and a journal time. And I just can't recommend it enough. I'm going to start giving it as a gift, I think. I th- it's um, mm. like a really high form of self-care. And I, I think it's a really nice gift to give somebody. Yeah, totally. I mean, they they nice. they I mean, they have wonderful art there. It's just a great spot. They really do make it an experience. What did you find yourself doing in the tank? I was really so at first I was curious just about the float the flotation because I haven't been in water with that much salt before. Yeah. And so it made me kind of laugh because even before you lay down when you're just kind of sitting, your body's already trying to float. <laughs> so that just kind of made me giggle that I was like, oh, this is like mm-hmm. different gravity than I'm used to almost. Um, but I thought I found myself, uh, I don't know, just kind of being really curious about the experience. Like Kenny, the guy at the front desk was really good about kind of giving me different options to explore the space. Yeah. He, he was letting me know like, oh, if it's your first time, like don't feel like your arms need to be like this, try it like this, try it like this. Um, yeah, I was almost doing like yoga in there at one point. I don't know if that's recommended, but because your your joints and muscles feel so light, like yeah. you can really kind of like stretch out your neck and yeah. Yeah, totally. Me too. I mean, it is really the floating aspect, especially the first time, because you're used to, you're like, oh, in a pool, like I'll float on my back. Or if you're in the ocean, I'll float. Mm-hmm. But there is some effort involved. Yeah, that but this takes is, effort. <laughs> yeah. Float tanks is non-consensual floating. It's yeah. like you're, you're floating. Does it? You you don't have to try. Does it really feel like that different? Like you're just totally floating. Yeah. It. Like I said, even when I was just sitting, like getting into the tank, I was already floating. (laughs) Which was was like, oh, okay, (laughs) here we go. I need to try this. Yeah, you got to check it out. I mean, we got to get Tom in there because he's here. We've got to get you to Denver and then get you in a float tank. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna once once Troy gets here, we're gonna get so Denvered on him. He's gonna go snowboarding and go floating, and he's. Gonna- <laughs> yeah, I already I already got McKenna the thing, but we just have to schedule it. Just so go like, maybe this weekend because we have a free weekend this weekend. I'll get in there and test it out. What was the room that you did? It's more open. It's not like a pod. Yeah, I did their Cabana 3 on Larimer. And it's, yeah, like I had my whole own room with like a bench and a shower. And then the the float tank is not a pod. There's no lid on it. It's, it's got like its a, own door. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's like a little closet. It's, it's actually pretty big. I mean, it's probably about as big as this room. 
I don't know about three, the one downstairs. So they have like two pods. I think some people prefer the pods, but I don't. I don't. That was my, my uh, biggest concern is feeling claustrophobic. So. Yeah, I'm going to try the non-pods, I think. I think that's what McKenna definitely needs. It's a non-pod. Yeah. Pods, I mean, honestly have a bit of a sarcophagus type feeling to yeah. it. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. We should get, do like a whole, we should just all go, all three of us go there. And we'll FaceTime Troyan. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I floated nude. So maybe yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not going to FaceTime. I'll just FaceTime from <laughs> yeah. here up. Yeah. yeah, I'll spare, I'll spare Troy that FaceTime. <laughs> <laughs> the moral of the story, though, is like it, it is a completely relaxed feeling. Once you're in that yeah. room, inside of a room, in the dark, in the water, like you can turn off any stressor that's going on and that's pretty freaking cool yeah it's great it's right next to central market too so like if i go float with a buddy you know which i i've done several times then you go get lunch and your conversation afterwards is like so how you doing man <laughs> the pod like good. totally closes that's cool looking at it yeah and they've come a long way like the pods now are like it's like the clamshell and stuff the old school ones that i used to go to the, the, the really early ones, did they were like, I mean, well, it looked like Stranger Things, you know, like the communist era, yeah. like hatch. And I would like literally like test it when I was in there because I was like, dude, I did not like that door. It'd be locked in. Not, con <laughs> not conducive to what you came there to yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Nice. Well, that's awesome. Um, shout out to Samana.com and Samana Float Center. We love you guys. Uh, today, our music is by Troy Higgins. And let's just dive into events. Tom, what you got on tap for today? Whoa. I think my camera just took a nosedive. Yeah. Is it still Wait, working? Let's see if she... Yep. You're still in frame. Still looking good. Sweet. Cool. Okay. Um, I got a couple things. First one, I went for the, with a concert because this one looks pretty sick. It's Chami back-to-back -back Mala. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you guys know this, but I feel like Tro Troy knows at least Chami. But Chami back-to-back -back Mala at Mission Ballroom Saturday, December 9th. That's going to be fresh, so I don't mention it. Um, and then, oh, all my stuff's on Saturday this week. So if you go my route, you're going to do a busy, busy Saturday. Um, Denver um, MCA, the Museum of Contemporary Art Holiday Makers Market, also happening on Saturday. Hold on, I already got it open. I just clicked it again. Um, it's going to be a seven-hour event from 12 to 7. And yeah, they got a bunch of um, cool artists. There's going to be seasonal cocktails, holiday music, fun activities, gift wrapping, and lots and lots of shopping to do at the Museum of Contemporary Art. So I'm sure there's going to be really cool stuff there. Whoever, whatever artist that they got into that, I'm sure is going to be making really cool stuff. It's free, but you have to get a ticket. Like you got to RSVP. So if you want to do that, get on it. And then Saturday, December 9th as well from 1 to 8 p.m. You can either go Maker's Market first, straight to the Santa Bar Crawl, or you could go Santa Bar Crawl first and then to the Maker's Market. You might nice. spend more money that way. <laughs> um, I've mentioned the Santa Bar Crawl because this is a huge thing in like New York and New Jersey, the Santa Bar Crawls. I don't know if you guys have ever done one, but no, the, the Manhattan one. It's called like Santa Con. It's like thousands and thousands, like tens of thousands of Santas. And they just like tens of thousands. I, I promise you. 
I'll, I'll look it up. <laughs> I didn't God. even know you could fit tens of thousands of people in Manhattan. Uh, SantaCon NYC 2023. Oh, it's going to be Saturday, December 9th in New York City, too. Cool. Little Manhattan event. Event lasts until 8 p.m. It's literally like the same exact event. What bar crawl ends at 8 p.m., though? Well, you it's just the start of it. Probably the deals only last until then, but like there's Santa's out that whole day into like the whole weekend. The, the Santa's next day. will still be out. Yeah, the liability insurance see, runs off there. You're <laughs> still going to see a bunch of Santa walk of shames like the next morning and stuff. Oh my gosh. Um, I hope. I really hope I do see that. <laughs> yeah. Santa walk I don't, of shame. I don't know if they go as hard. Oh, that paints a picture, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I'm imagining like a broken heel as well with like a Santa beard. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Oh, I don't know if they go as hard here. Like, but the New York one is, Dude, yeah. is huge. Wait, wait, it, well, I think I heard Chuck Palnook talking about that once that like there was like some anarchist movement and they started like the Santa crawl was like one of their main events. And the people that put that on like eventually like created Burning Man, I think. Oh, really? The SantaCon okay. people? Yeah, I think so. Or is that called a Santa Rampage or something like that? I'm not sure, but it sounds like fun. Yeah. This is the fit. Okay. So the official New York City one, um, you know, you, you pay, buy a ticket and stuff. Like there's definitely some participating bars, but it's really just like a citywide thing. Um, but they have the six F's of Santa Con. <laughs> don't F with kids. Don't F with cops. Don't F with bar staff. Don't F with New York City. Don't F up yourself. And don't F with Santa's charity mission. So it's always like a, there's like a charity thing. Cool. About it. But uh, those are the only rules. Don't don't <laughs> F with people. <laughs> Aside from that, it's a, it's a lot of profanity for Santa. Yeah. yeah. I guess so. Walk kind of off topic. But, but Oh, go yeah. ahead, Tom. No, you got it, Joy. I was just going to say, but that's it. I'm done. Oh, going back to the, the Mala um, event. I don't think uh, I ever told you, but dude, I have beef with that guy from back in the day. With Mala? Yeah. Like, I don't know if he what knows happened? I have beef with him, but I kind of have beef with him. Uh, back in like 2016, I was like super into making Bass House. I was doing the whole SoundCloud thing. I was getting like some decent numbers and I made a song and I swear to you, he copied the song. Like it was like the same thing, the same samples same everything and this is before he blew up and i reached out to his team and his manager and i had like the timestamps of when my song was made and when his song was made and i was like dude this sounds so similar and i was talking to people in his circle that knew him on facebook and it was like it was super weird but i'll have to share it with you i think i don't remember the name of the song but it was called i think it, the song he came out with was called fade in 2016 Oh, this is war. We and need I'll to take him down, Troy. I want to hear that. Yeah. I'll show you the one I made, and you can hear the one he made, and it's like it's so similar. But anyway, can we link that in the show notes when this is over? Can we link your version and his version? Yeah, I think my version's still up on SoundCloud from like seven or eight years ago. We should dedicate a segment next week to the, to rooting out this issue, mm-hmm. and we need to get dude. Wait, when is he going to be in town? Saturday. <laughs> yeah, Saturday. I'm going to be out of town, but can we make a sign? And and go to yeah. his tour bus. 
you stole Troy's track. <laughs> My boy Troy Higgins. Yeah. That. <laughs> Dude, it was so weird. I'm telling you. Like, it was like the odds of using the same sample with the baseline I used is like one in 10 million. Like, I want to hear that. I'll, yeah, I'll show you. It was pretty crazy. And um, yeah, I reached out to his team and I never heard anything back. But I, I wonder I, why. Yeah. yeah and yeah. I, I know for, for sure people I was talking to on Facebook were connected, like with his label and stuff. So. There was a possibility it got it got circulated, but anyways, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I'm sure you're not the only victim, so I want to uh, praise your bravery coming forward. Now, let's see if we can find some more. Yeah, that guy's you know huge. What I'm saying? We're He's gonna. Huge. So Troy, yeah, you should make a new like house EP or something, some more bass house, and then we'll have the launch campaign. Let's make a Mala diss like, track. Mala stole this guy's track. Yeah, let's do it. I love. You're I love called it. Mala for a reason. That means bad in Spanish, my friend. I Probably in French too. He's a French guy, right? Is he? I don't I think I don't, he is. Maybe Mala is. Yeah. I. I. Love, he's like good. I love his music, but still got some some beef with him, whether he knows it or not. Actually, I think when he came out with that song, I think that was before he was. You could monetize anything on SoundCloud, so I don't even think he made any money off of it. But still. Uh-oh. Anyways, hmm. if you plagiarized, you know, yeah, he knows what he did. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, Mala. All right, we can't. This aggression will not stand. We can't have these French guys coming over to our SoundCloud stealing our bass tracks. Yeah, of course. When he's like an anonymous, you know, mask on type of guy, he's down to steal people's music. It's because <laughs> nobody knows what it looks like. Uh, oh man, it would be fun. That's funny, it to accost him on his tour bus. You stole Troy's music ten years ago. <laughs> like what? Which one? Which one? I knew it. So Some we're gonna fans. we're gonna link both tracks in the show notes under the subject line <laughs> "The Beef with Mala." Yeah, check yeah. it out. Oh man, let's do it. Uh, well, yeah, let's let's call them out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So also, like the Santa Rampage is takes place in Portland. Chuck Palahniuk's up there, but the original one came from the Cacophony Society that did it in San Francisco. And they're the primary organizers of Burning Man. Okay. Santa rampaging. Burning Man. All connected. Checks out. Checks out. (laughs) Olivia, you go ahead. What do you got on tap? Cool. Um, So the first thing up is the Women's Caucus for Art. Uh, The Colorado chapter is having an exhibit called Taking Up Space at the Curtis Arts Center in Greenwood Village. This is going on until December 20th. So... The Women's Caucus is about creating, nurturing, and sustaining an inclusive community through artistic growth, advocacy, and art for social transformation. And they are putting on this exhibit about women taking up space in large format art. So a lot of large sculptures and works like that. Um, The next thing I'm going to talk about really quickly is the miracle at Tepeyac. Do you guys remember when we briefly talked about the Virgen de Guadalupe and her origin story? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is a play that is actually going to go through that origin story. So if you're curious about that at all, um, this is something they do annually at Su Teatro Cultural and Performing Arts Center on Santa Fe Drive. And it's a play about it? It's a play about it, yeah. And it's original. So I actually found... I. This is the first time I've ever heard about them today, but really cool history. It's the third oldest Chicano theater in the country. Amazing. So um, born from the Chicano civil rights movement, 60s and 70s, and they have been putting out full-length works ever since in this community theater that we have here in Denver. So definitely check them out. Um, 
I think that's a really cool holiday thing to do instead of like a Christmas pageant. You already know. You already know what happened with Baby Jesus. A Christmas pageant? Have you seen like a Christmas pageant? Like is that, what is, you'd grow up with? Like it's no, like a no, no. like a little play. Oh yeah, yeah. With like the nativity. nativity. Yeah, 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 you already know yeah. what happens. Yeah. Go figure out what happened with the Virgin of Guadalupe. A little more interesting. Uh, my last event is at the Mission Ballroom as well. It's on the 12th, and it is TV Girl who's going to be playing there. They're actually a San Diego band, um, and they're kind of like sweet indie pop, 70s. Sometimes they do some layering stuff that gives like avalanches a little bit. But if you like soft girl indie, like Mitski, Mac DeMarco stuff, like you'll like them. Go check it out. And that's all for me. Nice. Super quick. That sounds awesome. Um, good. There's some good picks this weekend. That MCA thing sounds cool too. It does. You yeah. Know? That sounds really cool. Okay, cool. I just got a couple of things. We got Colorado Eagles versus the Tucson Roadrunners. This is minor league hockey, ladies and gentlemen. And I didn't oh, even cool. know we had minor league hockey. I love minor league hockey. Me too. It seems like a, a, a good thing to do with your bros, a bro sesh or your, your, your sister's. Whatever, if they like hockey. You're so inclusive. (laughs) But there's a lot more fights. I feel like it's really a, you go to see fights at the minor league hockey games. Yeah, there was that great, um, Heidi turned me on to this documentary about the Trashers. Did you ever hear about them? Mm -mm. It was like Mm -hmm. this this kind of minor mafioso guy in New Jersey bought his 18-year-old son a minor league hockey team, and he filled it full of like old NHL players that, couldn't play in the league anymore, but just could come to this minor league thing and just fight. And so they would do like beer special. Anyway, it, I don't think it's like that, but I think I, I could get behind the Colorado Eagles. I still, I've never really gone all in on the Avs. You know, it was irritating to me that the year that they came to Denver, they also won the Stanley Cup. And so we, we have the whole city full of like bandwagon hockey fans suddenly because they have a championship team. It just rubbed yeah. me the wrong way right out of the gate. I was like, you guys weren't hockey fans last year. Mm-hmm. Now you got all the gear, you go to the parade. Okay. I mean, that's that's life though. Think about the Nugs. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we have like, we have uh, paintings and murals of Nugs players on like every block now. People yeah. lost their minds. Yeah. Now we love them. But yeah, it's true. And maybe I'm I'm the same way. That's probably what it was. It was just a mirror. I'm the same way. I'm like, oh, the nuggets are good now. What's up? I'm getting well, Fubo. I'm getting all this thing going. Nicola, my boy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So I think that that is on Friday at, at 6 p.m. in Loveland. Um, I also have um, the CU Denver Songwriting Showcase uh, at the Roxy on oh. Broadway, which is Saturday at 5 p.m. That's my alma mater. I'm a CU uh, Denver guy. And I studied, uh, music business there way back in the day. That was when there was such thing as music business. Now I don't even know what's left, but I remember I did have a songwriting, uh, class and I got an A in that class. One of my few collegiate A's and I had a great teacher, but there was some amazing songwriters in there. So I think that'd be a really fun afternoon to hear what people are doing audio stuff there. Yeah. Audio engineering. Have you been in this like fabled synth room? That is it at CU Denver. Yeah, they have a new. They have the original Neve board from Caribou Ranch. This guy that I um, ended up buying my turntables from like two years ago. Um, he works at CU Denver and he's a music producer and stuff. And he said that there is like a locked away room where they have like almost every synthesizer ever made. Old vintage synths, all the yeah. moogs and stuff. Yeah, man. Oh man, I want to go in there. Yeah, dude. Um, 
I'm trying to remember who they had. It might have been George Martin. I don't remember. But when I was there, they had, um, I think it was George Martin, came in and he was like the original producer on one of Elton John's um, sessions at Caribou Ranch. And he was like, wow, you guys have the original board. So he was going to come in and do this like master class on music production and stuff like that. And he ended up coming in and just spent like the entire time calibrating the board and the reel to reel. We had a two inch tape at the time and a quarter inch tape and just cleaned everything. He was like, he was, he was offended at the disarray of the studio. It's like, dude, it's a college, man. We're, we're students. We don't know what we're doing in here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like that, uh, that synth, those synths and stuff. It, like you can't find any evidence of that room's existence, but I've heard from a couple different people that it's there. Oh, well, maybe they must have moved into a closet because it used to just be in the B studio. They had a B studio and it would have had all, like, all the scents. And, really? Because like, yeah. I can't see. I'm on their website right now. I don't see anything about You're that. like, it's not in the floor plans. <laughs> yeah. Synth <laughs> Narnia. <laughs> the 13th Narnia. floor. It's, yeah. Nar- it's in Narnia. That's oh, <laughs> where I keep my scents. I don't want them to get growing legs, especially not fawn legs. That would be weird. Oh. No, Krampus. that's not good. <laughs> Krampus <laughs> legs. <laughs> oh, nice. My last one is Saturday, December 9th, 12 p.m. at the Stampede. We have 5280 Muay Thai 30 Battlegrounds. Um, so, I mean, after last week, I, I couldn't stop talking about bare knuckle fighting. And there's something about bare knuckle fighting that makes my skin be like, ooh, in a way that Muay Thai doesn't. And Muay Thai might be even more dangerous, but it's just like, oh, Muay Thai. What do they call it? Like the six points of pain or whatever. I feel like Muay Thai is like, has a dignified facade, yeah. but is like ruthless. Oh my God. It's one of the most violent systems in the world, mm-hmm. you know, largely because it's, 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 uh, the intention is like cutting a lot of times, you know? So there's like striking with your elbow in a way that you're trying to cut them open mm-hmm. so that you can knock them out. <laughs> So, yeah, Thai boxing is wild, man. Whoo, friendly. Yeah, that stuff gets crazy. It's cool though, man. I, I that's that's kind of a bucket list thing for me. You know, like I was saying, like I'm at an age that I don't really, you don't really travel, right? I'm not going to be interested in the architecture, but I would definitely go to Thailand and just check out some Thai boxing. That sounds like mm. super fun. They have like the the cool like wreath hat and they got the crazy music you know mm-hmm. they get hyped up and the burning incense it's like it's a whole thing man muay thai is super sick i have yeah. a friend who went and stayed at one of those camps she used to be semi-pro in the u.s and then it, so it was a bucket list thing for her to just go and stay there for like a month in a training center and, and just like do training. nothing but Dang. fight yeah um so i guess that's like a, a mecca yeah sure. oh totally and there's a, there's a lot of fighters that do that and of course it's also thailand so they're like so friendly and welcoming they're like yeah come on in you can train it's great then slice them with your <laughs> yeah yeah they got some really world-class gyms over there and i mean like the like the fighters in thailand too it's like you know there's like 25 year olds that have like 150 fights like they fight all the time just wow. wild man Nice. So yeah, that's on Saturday. So check that out, folks. Okay, let's jump into our feature that we got highlights, and then we'll see if we can do it all in 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, I don't let's think we go. can. Let's go. <laughs> we got it. All right, our feature for, for the, the week is comfort food. And uh, I'm just going to talk about mine. Comfort food, I think, could be described as the food that's so satiating after you eat it, all you want to do is go lay down. 
Mm. You know what I mean? So it could be basically any breakfast for me. But I'm picking La Diabla, which is a pozzoli and I think tequila bar over on Larimer on the the south side of Park. Um, very good. You guys had this place? I haven't. It yeah, is, no, I have not. It is, it is darn good. Now, pozzoli, I, I hadn't really realized it was kind of like a – uh, a sought after thing, and perhaps it's not because I think it might be the only like Denver Pozzoli spot. Mm-hmm. But we're talking about Aztec stuff. I did a little bit of research. Originally, Pozzoli was made with the hearts of the Aztec enemies. Dang, Damn. wow! And it made it was just another way that I appreciate the Aztecs because cannibalism, you know, I think largely is was used kind of like as a flex, like, Hey man, those guys are going to eat you if they, if they get you, <laughs> they're going to literally eat you. <laughs> yeah. But the Aztecs are like, nah, you know, actually we're just hungry and we're going to spice this up with some hominy and add a little chilies. I mean, wait, we're, we're eating them. So we might as well make it delicious. I appreciate that about the Aztecs. Yeah. That's a hot take. <laughs> this looks incredible. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Pozole really is soul food though. It's oh, like, it's good. Yeah. I gotta find the Some Florida calabasa in there. Yeah. And it was kind of made in a way that I'd never had it before. It's like typically, like, you know, you get like a, a side of like pozzoli will just show up or mm-hmm. whatever. It's like a little cup and it's just like hominy or whatever. Like it was kind of a red soup. But this, they did like a shredded cabbage and I never seen the cabbage in the soup. They also put avocados in there, which I took out. That seems gross. Like it's slimy avocado. I was like, um, I just prefer to have that on the side. Okay. You know. I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it was really good. I like my avocado islands in there. Did, really? Mm. I, I think I do too. It's good though. It really reminded me of like, it's like Mexican pho almost. You know what I mean? Because you put on the, the the limes and then you got the chilies on there and you got you got the, the, the cabbage in there, hominy. I did like a chicken. It was great. Mm. Shout out to La Diabla. Yeah, they got a good photographer to come do their pics too. Yeah, apparently they just got a Michelin star. So, like, these guys what? are like, yeah. Oh, this is one of them? Yeah. What? Yeah, they're they're amazing. La Diabla? Go, La Diabla. Yeah, well, we went for brunch, and I tell you what, shout out to them. We, we didn't have the greatest service, but they were really trying. So, like, they brought us the wrong food. So, we got, like, a black pozole, and then they brought out, like, a flautas. And I was like... I, I ate it because I hadn't been there before. I was like, that looks like flautas. That's not what I ordered. And then I ate it and I was like, it was. So <laughs> That's a flauta. She came back over and was like, she was like, uh, uh, we we're like, I don't think this is our food. She's like, she went to take it. I was like, I, I did eat both. And she's like, oh, you can have it. And then she brought out our other three meals. So we had like this gigantic feast. Whoa. Dang. No complaints, actually, then. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs> like it didn't go wet, right, but it did go well. Yeah, it did go very well. You know, so it was a massive feast. Shout out to those guys. Troy, what you got? Um, I, the one the one I chose is actually my guilty pleasure, and I picked it because I know I th- I they do have one in Denver, but I'm going with Dave's Hot Chicken. I'm a sucker for spicy chicken sandwiches. Dave's is up there with probably top two or three spicy chicken sandwiches that I've had. I think this place is awesome. I love it so Agreed. much. Agreed. Whenever I'm looking for a greasy comfort meal, this is my go-to. Um, the two-slider combo with fries is outstanding. I think it's like 15 or 16 bucks, which is a deal. And the chicken is just perfectly juicy every time. It's just the right balance of sauce, spice, 
However, I do not recommend the Reaper, which is like the hottest seasoning. I uh, oh, I ordered yeah. ordered that one time. You have to like sign a waiver before you eat it. <laughs> it's cool. it wasn't that hot. It's just like not really edible. It just hurts your stomach and has it like every bite just hurts your stomach. So I actually had Hello. to toss the food because I couldn't eat it. So I, I think the med- the medium is like the sweet spot for spice. Maybe the hot if you're like really trying to push push the limits. But the medium's delicious. I agree across the board. You know, the other thing I love about Dave's Hot Chicken, I think it's 42 bucks, 10 tendy strips. Oh, and they wow. put it in a big tray, and then you can get like a big tray of fries for like 12 bucks, so like 50 bucks. Feed like five or six people. It's amazing. Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorites for sure. Word. Really quick before I say mine, I, I think I've only had Dave's Hot Chicken once. It was after a concert one night, and um, our whole squad's ordering. There's maybe like five or six of us, and like everyone orders up, and they's like, "All right, that's it's gonna be like eighty six dollars or whatever it was." And like as they're telling us how much it is, I'm just like looking down, and like on the floor right there, it was like eighty three dollars. <laughs> so I was like, handed hand it over to him. And then my boy Phil, who never pays for anything, he's like, I'll cover the rest. Don't worry. <laughs> nice. Cover like three bucks to pay for the rest. Dude, that's nice, Dave, Phil. bro. That's a Dave miracle. Yeah. That's just Dave's hot chicken. Almost just enough for what he needed. But <laughs> now, yeah, I, I definitely found like 80 plus dollars outside of Dave's hot chicken once. That's dope. Outside the ordering window. And there was no one around. I, I held it like this for like, Definitely 30 seconds looking around. And there's Not no sure. one to Definitely anything. 30 seconds. Sure. I was, <laughs> I, three. Seconds. I three held seconds. it up, looked. There's nobody there. And then my boys are just looking at me. They're like, oh. And then I just handed it to the cashier. She's like, okay. In high school, I found 600 on the ground at Carl's Jr. Oh, my what? God. 600? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, in high, in high school. So that was like a gold bottle. Carl's known for that kind of thing. Yeah, six hundred bucks. That's a big one. In I high felt. School. Yeah, I didn't even attempt to turn it in. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. I was in high school. You were a teenager. Yeah. Man. What do you expect? Like, sorry. You should not turn that in. Now that would be way different. But yeah, I was a teenager. Yeah, that was drug money, dude. You're doing the world a favor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or maybe someone got murdered for that six hundred bucks. Yikes. <laughs> And yeah, just drops our joy. Carl's Jr. <laughs> I did. I was paranoid that someone was like following me because it seemed like so much money. I was like, this is so sketch. It's more money than you could even comprehend yeah, in I high could, school. Couldn't spend I'd it if like, I tried. Oh God. Was it uh, in hundreds or? It was just in hundreds. Yeah. Hundreds. Nice. Dang. I need to eat more fast food, is what I'm getting out of this know, conversation. Man. I've never found Pretty a water cash. <laughs> You um, you deserve to get paid for eating Carl's Jr. Honestly, yeah, at Carl's Jr. Um, okay, we got a few minutes yeah, left yeah, yeah. here. Oh God, almost done. Okay, oh uh, go ahead, Olivia. My bad. Cool. Uh, my spot is not a secret. If you're a Denverite, it's Lucille's baby. We love Lucille's. Um, mm. My mom is from the South, though, so even though I grew up in Colorado, like sometimes on a Sunday morning, she'd like make grits and biscuits and stuff for us. And so I feel like a kinship with it. And then I lived in the South for a while. I love pimento cheese and all that good stuff. So Lucille's is sick. If you want a biscuit the size of your face, you want some grits, you want some like blackened salmon, uh, 
whatever you may have, it's fantastic. And it's always good at all of the locations. No doubt. Yep. Love Lucille's. Soul food. Mm -hmm. That's definitely comfort food right there. Mm -hmm. um, I am going for breakfast as well. And I love diners because they're huge in New Jersey. And best one here is Sam's number three. There's a couple of them all around town. So just find out which one is closest to you. A real diner is a place that you can go and just order whatever you're thinking of. Like everything is on the menu. So you can just order whatever it is. And man, their menu is like fat. It's like 30 pages of menu there. So it's like a real diner and all the food is so good. Their pancakes are especially unique. They like, it's like cupcakes. They're like sweet pancakes that, I don't know, just try it out. Um, Sam's number three. That's what I'm going with. Dude, diner I like that. Breakfast food. I like that definition of a diner. It's a place you can go and just order everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just order what you want. You don't, you could just say what you want. A lot of places in New Jersey are like that where they're just like, what do you want to eat? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't even, some of them don't even have a menu. You're like, okay, I want a corned beef habit or uh, corned beef omelet with a slice of apple pie and uh, sirloin steak. They're like, no problem. Just a wish fulfillment. They're like, <laughs> they're like, how do you want the eggs on there? They're like, oh, you mean the 43? You got it. It's coming yeah. right up. You're like, dang. You have corned beef ready to go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They did, though. They do, though. Yeah, I know. The place is awesome. Diner love. Sweet. Nice. We'll wrap it there. Um, thanks, everybody. Troy, we're going to need to really dig into this beef a little bit deeper. We're going to we're going to need to examine these tracks yeah. maybe next week if you can exhume them. Yeah, I find out. I just went and went on my SoundCloud. It was I changed my name. Um, it's been on private. It hasn't been public for almost you know however many years. But I just went back, made it made it public, so I can share the link now. The link will work. Sick. Yeah. Send it. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in show it. notes. I'll All link right. them both. We're getting to the bottom of this case. Yeah. If I need to, I'll buy a ticket to the show and I'll make a sign. <laughs> like, you stole yeah. good boy Troy's track. We yeah. need like a audio forensic specialist mm -hmm. that could do like a deep, deep dive. Yeah. Like the, a signature. The, the similarities yeah. are the like, drop. So the drop is the same baseline. And then during the break, there's a sample. I sampled, I think it's Pusha T. And he, it's like, he goes, ah. Push it. It's like that, or it's, that's yeah. an yeah. old sample, and he uses the same sample over the same baseline. You'll see, it's impossible. It, you yeah, have to listen a little no closely, but there's just—it's too—it's uncanny. All right, all right. Well, we'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah, we're we'll bringing the results. Investigating. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks everybody for listening. Shout out to uh, Samana Float. So glad Olivia had a great experience there. Um, check us out, kitcaster.com forward slash Denver. Um, please subscribe to the show. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye. See you.